Buffon. And then Ronaldo! Oh! to the near post oh, Messi to the net Mamma mia now here's a Honduran he'll whip it in back to the far post Elise over the Elise La Pantarita it's a Honduran connection this is Soccer Matters brought to you by the Daspit Law Firm DaspitLaw.com here's Glenn Davis All right, welcome into Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas. The cool weather is in. We are six days away from the opening match of the 2022 World Cup in Qatar between the host nation and Ecuador. San Antonio FC, all hail the USL champions. They win the title last night, a 3-1 to victory over Louisville City. Amazing crowd there of, I think, between 8,500 and 9,000. What a remarkable year for San Antonio FC and a deserved title for a class organization. Um, plus Texas, Texas women's soccer by virtue of a three to one win over Texas A&M advanced in the NCAA women's tournament. That was a great night at Mike A. Meyer stadium. I was out there calling that, uh, for the Longhorn network, a fun night, a great, uh, honestly, a great advertisement for the women's game, uh, as well between Texas and Texas A&M. So Texas heads on Wednesday to Durham, North Carolina to take on highly rated Duke, coached by Robbie Church. This will be a good one. It'll be an opportunity to move on to the Sweet 16. The game will actually be on Friday. They'll train there Thursday, Friday. They'll play the match. Uh, we will have Angela Kelly, the head coach of Texas, on the show tonight. Soccer Matters, as always, is presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. John and his firm, personal injury attorneys, uh, if you need one. And a lot of us will need one at some point. You'll need that representation. You'll need someone to handle your case. Daspit Law Firm, 512-447-3776. Bilingual in Austin, daspitlawaustin.com. And by the way, again, I always say this, let's support the sponsors that get your sport on the radio, whether that be Austin FC sponsors. And in this case, we really want you to support daspitlawaustin.com because they get us on the air here on the horn. All right, football is alive and well in San Antonio. So, again, a great night for San Antonio FC. Uh, They host the USL Championship. They win it. MVP performance from Santiago Patino, who scored twice to go along with a Sam Adeneron header. Now, uh, Adeneron is uh, on loan from the Seattle Sounders. So 45 plus three, first half stoppage, Patino. Adeneron in the 64th to start the second half. Six minutes later, Patino again, and you're feeling it. At that point, it's 3-0, and you're feeling the title is not going to be taken away by Louisville. They got a consolation from Brian Ownby in the 78th. Five trophies, Copa Tejas, Copa Tejas Shield, regular season Shield, Western Conference Championship Trophy, and now the USL Championship Cup. Big congratulations to the head coach, Alan Marcina, his team, the owners, team president, Tim Holt, uh, who was on this show last week and the entire staff. So this is, this is great for soccer at the professional level in our state. So you couple this with what Austin FC did in year two, uh, doing so well, amazing 25 point turnaround, which is the largest ever from an expansion team in year one to year two. Um, Dallas got in the playoffs. Houston is trying to get it together. Uh, that's before we even talk about, you know, other areas like El Paso and the Rio Grande Valley. So the pro game is really um, 
you know, really ascended here with some new players in this, um, including Austin FC and, of course, uh, San Antonio FC, which won a title as the San Antonio Scorpions, if you remember also. So a lot of great things going on here. Uh, Sunday, 11 a.m., the World Cup will kick off in Qatar. Are you pumped for this? Uh, I'm ready for games. I'm ready for the games. I, I think there's a lot of unknown here with the scheduling, with the quick turnaround, with players carrying injuries maybe into this thing that we don't know. Where are they fitness-wise? There is a real, real big difference between, uh, you know, just being fit and match fitness, you know, being able to play a game. These are two very different things. That's why a guy like Chris Richards isn't going to be brought to the World Cup, even though he might be making progress for the U.S., um, you know, some people have offered up that theory that that's way out there. Um, to know football is to know that, that depending on where he was with that injury, you're not going to walk into a World Cup game and be sure. Uh, U.S. will take on Gareth Bale in Wales. Uh, and let's get those early points. U.S., that is Tuesday. And it is uh, the U.S. opener. The U.S. is going to play in Al Rayon. At 1 p.m. Central Time. So we're all going to have a great shot at watching this at a really good time. The day will start with the Senegal-Netherlands match at 4 a.m. Good luck to those of you who are up watching that game. There will be some people from the Netherlands and Senegal throughout Texas and around the country who will be up. That will be one I think I'm going to opt to tape. And then all the U.S. fans and England fans... And Iran fans will have eyes on the Group B England-Iran game, uh, which is the breakfast show at 7 a.m. Again, this is, uh, I think it's Monday. Yeah, Monday the 21st, right? I think I might have just said Tuesday. Oh, boy, I don't want to give out erroneous information. Um, yeah, that'll be that'll be Monday. Monday the 21st. Um then Tuesday, Mexico starts their journey against Poland and Robert Lewandowski. Um, a lot of questions around Tata Martino and Mexico going into this. Argentina, Leo Messi against Saudi Arabia. I wouldn't mind seeing Messi and Argentina win the World Cup. I really wouldn't. I think it would just cement uh, his just remarkably amazing career. Of course, uh, then you would have... Uh, who was the greatest ever, him or Maradona, even though there is some of that now, but everybody goes to the fact that Maradona won the World Cup in 86 um, in Mexico. And that's what separates him from Messi, and uh, Messi will have tremendous pressure again. Tuesday uh, also, World Cup holders France and Australia, Denmark and Tunisia. All right, so a lot of things in the news here. Let's talk a little bit about the whole debacle with Cristiano Ronaldo and, and, and Ten Hag and not being respected and all these things that are going on. Yeah, it's really kind of sad to see this thing. And you know what jumped into my mind was the fact that the World Cup, uh, that Jurgen Klinsmann didn't take Landon Donovan and, and how two iconic men just couldn't get it worked out. Now, Ronaldo's a different story. Um, because Ronaldo is, first off, we know he's a great soccer player, um, legendary soccer player. He reinvented himself as a center forward. 
anybody who knew when he signed to Manchester United, this had a real feel good to it. This was not a good signing for them because this moment with him was ultimately going to come because Ronaldo to himself is bigger than Manchester United, who, by the way, helped to build and create his great career. So this is the way you're going to get paid off. Um, You're going to have a guy walking out on you. Um, He's walked off twice now. And who knows what's, you know, from an insubordination and lack of respect standpoint is going on behind the scenes. I'm kind of in Ten Hogs camp on this one. Why? Because this is a club that needs to ascend on the field. They're not going to do it with Ronaldo. He is now a ball and chain to this club. Doesn't mean he's not a good soccer player anymore. But anybody who who can see the game can see that there's things. His, he's losing things athletically. There's chances he normally finishes that he's not finished. It's a struggle for him. And it's, it's not it's not the same anymore. So he comes out and says he was disrespected. And by the way, it's very difficult for him to play in a pressing system. And anybody that knows Ten Hag knows he's coming from Ajax. He's putting in an aggressive pressing kind of system here based on a lot of the values and tactics he used at Ajax. So you knew this was going to come to a head. This is not a surprise. So Ronaldo's been disrespected, said he was disrespected. Um, he, he is a problem. He is a he is a he is a problem. It was only going to become a bigger problem. So he goes on the Pierce Morgan show to have an outlet to the world to let everybody know he's disrespected. So the disrespect in some ways continues. We all knew this was coming. His shelf life now at 37 is close to expiration date at the highest level. It's sad. It's sad to watch a player decline. Does it mean he can't be successful playing in different teams in different leagues? Yeah. But you also know why nobody came in for him. He, he did want to leave. He did want to leave. But nobody really wanted to come in for him at that salary. Did Bayern Munich knock his door down? No. And honestly, he would have been better off, honestly, if he went to City because they have the ball 70% of the time every game almost. And the defensive issue and doing something without the ball would have been a little bit less. But even there, I think it would have been a problem. Greatest thing Manchester United did for City was take Ronaldo. And I'm not even sure how real their interest was in Ronaldo City. Okay, so the team where he first came to glory, that he owes so much. Now, if you look at the fan reaction on Cristiano Ronaldo right now, and I'm saying outside of just the fanboys who's, you know, going to be saying at 60 he should be playing center forward for United. How quick it changes. Never was a good signing. He's 37 now. His behavior looks, honestly, to me, looks, it's sad. I feel sad for him. Uh, It's almost like a bratty kid who took his ball home. Oh, and now I'm going to go on TV. But the legacy, for me, is officially tarnished. And I don't know how you're going to come back from this. Um, you know, when he walked out that one time, he came back trying to clear it up PR wise by saying, oh, he wants to be a leader to the young players and all. I don't buy this stuff. I, I really don't. Um, I think. I think. He thought he was bigger than the club. I think he forgot the lessons of Sir Alex Ferguson, who, by the way, was legendary for offloading guys that became too big, right? Like David Beckham, 
Yapstam after he wrote a book. By the way, never write a book as a player, uh, a tell-all book, while you're still playing. It's probably really good advice you can get from me. Um, and by the way, there was a spat with Ruud van Nistelrooy and Ronaldo. And Sir Alex Ferguson chose Ronaldo over Ruud van Nistelrooy. So how soon they forget. For So for all that, say he was the best player last year with 20 goals. Um, you are not factoring Ten Hag and a pressing style in. You didn't win anything last year. You weren't ascending. They're ascending now, I believe. They're in fifth place after the 2-1 to one win over Fulham. We all this was, this was coming from Ronaldo. Do you want the club to grow? Do you want to get better? Do you want to compete for the Champions League? Or do you want Ronaldo scoring 15 or 20 goals? Because if you leave him out there all year long, he'll probably score 15 or 20 goals. But you'll also end up in the middle or the bottom of the table. Finally, leadership with Ten Hag. He was not afraid to make the bold decision. That was accelerated, I think, because of the Man City drubbing 6-3. to I think that might have forced Ten Hag into not dipping his feet into the water, but just saying, hey, I've got to be bold here now. I've got to make a strong decision, um, and I have, to, I have to bench Ronaldo, get this in motion, and I also have to bench Harry Maguire. Good signings, Casemiro, Lissandro Martinez. Um, how about the young kid, 18-year-old Alejandro Garnacho, 2-1 to one off uh, the bench gets the game winner against Fulham. So it's a, it, it, it really is interesting stuff. I think Ronaldo may end up going back uh, maybe to Portugal or something like that. And, and he can still play there, still be a legend for a number of years more. Um, but I, I was laughing at Pierce Morgan. Here's what Pierce Morgan said to, he said, quote, Gabriel Jesus needs a scoring partner next to him. He's talking about Arsenal, which is his team. His heat map is outrageous. Oh, Pierce is, is looking at the heat map. Jesus covers so much ground. So actually what we need is a fox in the box. Ooh, fox in the box. A world class player with bags of experience who has won everything to help us get over the line. I can't think of somebody, Cristiano Ronaldo. I would take him for six months in a heartbeat. This idea that Ronaldo suddenly can't play football, I'm sorry, is laughable. That isn't the idea, Pierce. The idea is that Ronaldo can't play football at the highest of level in a pressing team. And I'm sure Mikel Arteta would love to have Ronaldo come in and be a major league distraction for Arsenal and screw up all his hard work, which right now has them at the top of the Premier League. It's dangerous, some of these people, um, sometimes that don't factor in all these other things. Obviously, Pierce Morgan is, is a personal friend of Ronaldo or something. This, this sounds like, um, kissing up to a friend. All right. We're going to take a break here. It's, uh, Daspit Law, Austin.com presenting, uh, Soccer Matters here on the Horn in Austin, Texas. You always get the podcast at hornfm.com. Get over there for all the other great programming that the station uh, provides uh, throughout the day and the week. Uh, we appreciate you coming on here once a week for this soccer program, Soccer Matters, and we appreciate you supporting the Daspit Law Firm. And don't forget, lamontbrands.com. Get your Soccer Matters T-shirt there. we got two shades of green, great Christmas presents, stocking stuffer. They're only $20, wonderful cotton, all the proceeds to the 501C charity, the Snowdrop Foundation. All right, we'll take a break. we got more to come. It's Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas.
All right, welcome back to Soccer Matters here on the Horn in Austin, Texas, as always presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Law Firm, John and his firm, their personal injury attorneys, DaspitLawAustin.com. DaspitLawAustin.com. You give them a call, 512-865-6710. They are bilingual. Personal injury attorneys will handle your case. Great thing is they're helping get this show on the air, so I can do an interview uh, with our next guest, he is Carter Manley, defender for San Antonio FC. They just won the USL championship. Um, and we appreciate uh, Carter coming on the show here tonight. Three to one winners over Louisville City. Carter, thank you very much uh, for coming on the program. Thanks for having me, Glenn. Hey, listen, you're an MVP on the field. You guys only conceded one goal uh, in the playoffs, which to me is pretty remarkable. But to get you on after the big celebrations and everything last night, we appreciate it. How are you feeling today? And what's it feel like, uh, you know, after kind of maybe absorbing and processing everything last night after the win? Yeah, I'd say physically just really tired. Uh, I'd say emotionally just really relieved and happy and proud of our team that all the hard work we've put in this past 10 months, that the identity we've created, the culture we've created, just the, seeing the payoff at the end. Uh, just really incredible. You know, for you, when you're building that culture, you know, a lot of coaches try to get buy-in. It doesn't always happen. It maybe happens a little bit more gradually. How did it happen for you guys? Because you guys clearly have a real identity and a real esprit de corps. I think we just, we have a great group of guys. I mean, there's no prima donnas, nothing like that. Everyone's bought in. Everyone's together. You know, there's no there's no clicks like everyone's hanging out together on and off the field. There's no like separate groups or anything. It's a really close, tight knit group. And I think that just that really helps because we can hold each other accountable. and We can make sure no one's kind of doing their own thing and no one wants to do their own thing. Everyone everyone wants to be part of the team, part of the culture. That's a rarity. I, I, I got to think this this may be from a culture standpoint, your best stop as a professional soccer player. I'm not putting words in your mouth, but is that true? That's 100 percent accurate. So. To be a part of that, to be a part of a championship team like this with 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 that group of men, uh, you know, pulling that off last night. I mean, that that atmosphere was a, cra- a crazy, amazing atmosphere at Toyota Field. Um, you know, you know the, the the emotion must be off the charts last night after you win that game. Yeah, it was. It was just like the like I said, the build up from all year. This is what we've been working for, and we knew we were capable. We knew we had the talent, mentality to pull it off. Uh, I mean, yeah, the the atmosphere is insane. The fans made it crazy. I mean, just matching up against such a good team as Louisville too is just the peak of what we what we expected and to pull it off and execute as we did was, was great. San Antonio FC defender Carter Manley joining us has been on the program before. We really appreciate this. This is the day after winning the USL championship, San Antonio, you must be uh, extremely happy here today as, as well as all the supporters groups, Crocketeers uh, and everybody that, that follow you. Um, Talk about the organization before we get into Alan Marcina and just, you know, you've been a lot of different places. You know, I bounced around in the pros leagues folding and everything, and it's not always easy to land in a great spot. And and it seems like this organization does it right. Yeah. They really put an emphasis on that on the field, off the field, 
like I said, we have a culture, we have an identity, and that's stuck to no matter what. Uh, there's no there's no exceptions made to that. It's this is how we're doing things here. We're bringing people in who are on board with that, who have good a good attitude, who are willing to buy into that, and we know they're good people um, and talented players. And from the front office to the locker room to the staff to everyone, everyone, there's no exception to that. Everyone, this is what we're doing. This is how we're going about it, and and that's 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 just it. Carter Manley joining us uh, today, a USL champion here. They navigate the entire playoffs of the league. They win the USL championship, only conceding one goal in four playoff matches. As a defender, that is a great feeling, isn't it? Yeah, I love a clean sheet. I love uh, I love how solid our defense is, and you know, it's not just it's not just the defenders. Uh, who helped us achieve that. I mean, it, it starts with our forwards. I mean, the amount of pressing they do and the midfielders, the amount of ground they cover, I mean, they just make our job so much easier. We may be the, the last line, but we're definitely not the, the whole of the defense. Talk about uh, the guys back there with you, all the names, Tanner, uh, Garcia, Gomez. Talk about them and just kind of uh, the uniqueness of being a part of this, this great back four and, and, and with your goalkeeping. Yeah, individually, I mean, as you can see in these games, individually, all really talented players, uh, super hardworking, uh, very passionate about the game. And collectively, we just work really well together because, like I said, we have no prima donnas, no, no one who thinks they're above the team or above the team culture. Like something goes wrong or someone makes a mistake, we own up to it. We got your back and we figure it out. We're not like yelling at each other and trying to put each other down. We're always raising each other up and we always know we've got each other's back. Uh, and just being a part of that, you know, you know who you're going into battle with and knowing that you got their back and they got your back. It just, I mean, that unity, that cohesion is just, I haven't, I haven't experienced that anywhere else. Let me mention a couple of these names because since we only have this one segment, Jordan Farr and goal, Shannon Gomez, Mitchell Tainer, uh, Fabian Garcia, of course, Carter Manley is on. Connor Maloney, who I think is a Penn State guy. Jordy DeLem, we remember him from Seattle and MLS. Mohamed Abu, Santiago Patino, who's the MVP. Christian Parano and Samuel uh, Adeneron, I believe is how you pronounce that name. And uh, that was the starting 11. Um, and, you know, Collier, Ballone, Dylan, Mogul, Winder. Uh, well, Mogul and Winder uh, on Louisville, but uh, Dylan Ballone and Collier are also uh, getting getting into this game. Talk about Santiago Patino for a moment, Carter, and, and what he meant to this team in the playoffs coming up with, with goals and big plays. I think if I had to, <laughs> and I told him this last night, one word to describe him, just animal. I mean, <laughs> the guy is a monster. Just scoring, what was it, six goals and couple assists I think he had been involved with every goal up until uh except for this uh except for the one that Sam scored the second goal I think he had been involved in every playoff goal besides uh that one but I mean the guy's just a monster physically mentally technically I mean that guy he gets the job done he puts so much emphasis into his preparation getting his mind and body right I mean just a, a huge example. And like, I think he, I think uh, he really characterizes what our culture and organization is all about. Carter Manley is joining us uh, outside back, a part of 
uh, I mean, this is a record-setting performance in the playoffs. They knock off San Diego Loyal 3-0. They beat Oakland 3-0. Colorado 2-0. They only concede one goal in four playoff matches. That's a late Brian Ownby goal in a game that at that point really was over. It was academic. Um, 8,500-plus uh, fans, 8,500. I mean, it was a sellout, amazing environment. So, Alan Marcina, uh, you got to take us a little bit into the psyche of your manager and, and, and some of the things he instilled in this team from a culture standpoint a little bit deeper. Tell us about Alan. Alan, very, very detail-oriented and very big on team culture. I, that was the first thing before we got into the technical and tactical stuff. It was team culture, team culture, team culture. I mean, that was, that was our first three, four weeks of preseason was just, that was the big emphasis was team culture. Um, and then tactically, I mean, he's developed a great system. He's, we work on it every week and he's made it so clear that what we need to do that we can operate so effortlessly together that we all know who's who has what responsibility and how that works as a whole for the team. I mean, just the amount of data and uh, research that they do into film, uh, not only for other teams, but for our own personal improvement and what works best for us. Uh, I mean, it really, it goes, it's probably not noticed as much as it is, but it's a lot of work that they put in and, uh, I'm I'm really glad that we could see the result of that uh, in the the playoff performance and winning the championship because I mean we just we we haven't changed all year we we've stuck to the same thing we've been doing since day one we've treated every game like there's a championship game and uh, that's that's thanks to him instilling that in us from the beginning and making sure we keep that standard throughout. Carter Manley joining us uh, outside back for San Antonio FC. You know, data doesn't always quantify everything. Uh, I know you know that. Uh, 35% of the possession in this game. But then when you look at duels and aerial and these types of things, you guys, you know, dominated those categories. How do you describe the way that you play uh, in words Uh, as a team? I would say we're no-nonsense and efficient. Um like we're we're very direct. We we know what we're doing. We're not just keeping the ball to keep it. We're we're gonna go on the attack right away. That's that's attack with and without the ball, whether it's through our pressing or, or we're on the ball and we're getting in behind or putting pressure on the back line. Like that's attack, attack, attack. I mean we're not waiting around. We're gonna raise the t- intensity as high as possible and make you feel that pressure. it just didn't seem like they could handle it. I mean, if we're being honest here, it was very hard for them to handle, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I thought we put in a very a very decisive performance last night. San Antonio FC outshoots Louisville City 13-7, to five on target, three goals, tremendous performance. Carter Manley, a big, big uh, part of this. Uh, now for yourself, I mean, look, there's, you know, this is, how do you feel? I mean, do you feel like this team is going to come back? There's people on loan. There's a lot of things right now. Have you even gotten to that? Or, you know, because I'm thinking, wow, we would love to keep this together. But the reality in professional sports, you may not be able to do that the way it is maybe in full. Right. Yeah. I Honestly, I haven't even gotten to that point yet. I've just been yeah. so 
taking it in and enjoying the the time I do have with this team because uh, it was a really special group of players. Um, and I'm, I'm really I really enjoyed the time that we all had together. Um, I'm not sure what the future holds, but uh, we we did something really special this year, and that will that'll be with every one of us. Carter, any of your family members there? Did you get to share it with them? Yeah, my brother, my dad, and my mom flew out for the game, so they got to be there to watch that and come on the field after the game and celebrate with all of us. So it was really special. Oh, that's amazing. Where did they come from? From Maryland. Ah, very good. Hotbed of soccer, Maryland. And Carter Manley, a big part of this. Uh, I, I guess before I let you go, I just would – just say again, congratulations. We really thank you for coming on the program here tonight. Um, it's the day after you guys winning the championship, and it was a year where you won a ton of trophies. Um, so, Carter, congratulations. Huge part of it yourself. And uh, continue to have fun with your teammates and celebrate what what is a huge title for the city of San Antonio. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. That's Carter Manley. We really appreciate him coming on here tonight. Um, and San Antonio FC, I mean, right now they're in lights. Um, what a year for them. Remarkable run through the playoffs. Again, they beat San Diego 3-0, Oakland 3-0, Colorado 2-0. Only concede one goal in the final. They knock off Louisville City 3-1. They are the USL champions. It was a packed Toyota field. And I'm going to think they're going to become even more rele- relevant uh, in the city of San Antonio. All right, we're going to take a break. It's all brought to you by the Daspit Law Firm, DaspitLawAustin.com, 512-865-6710. They're personal injury attorneys. Get over there. They will take your case. They'll work for you 24-7 nights and weekends. We're going to talk Texas soccer next with the head coach, Angela Kelly, who, by the way, are going to the alma mater of Carter Manley Duke to play in the round of 32 in the NCAA tournament. All right, final segment tonight here on the Horn in Austin, Texas, is always presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm, DaspitLawAustin.com. All you have to do is give them a call at 512-865-6710. 512-865-6710. They're bilingual personal injury attorneys. John and his firm will handle your case. And by the way, big thank you to them for, for getting soccer on the radio. And it gives us an opportunity like this to bring on the head coach of Texas, Angela Kelly. Angela, thank you very much for coming on the show. Congratulations on your first NCAA first-round win over Texas A&M. Good evening, Glenn. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Friday and the challenges A&M presented you guys and and what was then, uh, I thought, a pretty dominating win at the end for you guys, three to one. Yeah, I thought, um, as I mentioned at the halftime um, interview, it was a little bit of a chess match uh, throughout the course of uh, the first half. And I, I liked the chances we created for ourselves. And um, obviously, when you get into these types of uh, tournament um, matches, you want to be able to take advantage of as many opportunities as, as you create for yourself because uh, the opponents just continue to get 
um, stronger and stronger. So I would have liked for us to take um, more advantage of our opportunities in the first half, uh, but but still liked liked where we were with with the conditions, the weather, the the wind, and and ad- adapting um, in that first half. And then I thought second half. Um, we spoke a little bit about that at halftime, and then the second half, I thought uh, we came out uh, blazing. Uh, at Trinity Byers, I just we wanted her to get that goal. I think it was in the back of her mind for uh, about a week and a half now. So, uh, really, really excited for her to to have scored 17 goals, uh, be the leading goal scorer in Texas soccer history, having missed uh, a couple games at the beginning of the season uh, off with the U20. Um, at U20s at the World Cup, um, and for her to be breaking that record, uh, that's been a 17-year record at the University of Texas, to break it scoring 17 goals and to do that as a sophomore is just truly incredible. Uh, and then and then that goes hand-in-hand hand with uh, Lexi Missimo also breaking the single-season assist record. Um, hers is is even more special in that she she missed six games and was still able to do it. And the combination of the two of them uh, has been fantastic uh, for us as a program, but obviously fantastic for the fans to watch as well. 32 teams left in the NCAA Women's Soccer Tournament. Durham, North Carolina is the next stop, a place that Angela will know very well. It is Duke University and Robbie Church. It is Friday. It's a game you'll have to catch on ACC Network extra before we get into duke quickly just want to talk about some of the supporting cast as well uh jilly shimkin remarkable free kick has stepped up at the times when lexi missimo has been out this year uh ashlyn miller now has stepped up in the absence of cam brooks and mac mcfarland as well as an outside back now um boy i mean these turned out to be incredible solutions for you know for in-season challenges yeah, I, I really like the versatility of our squad. And um, in the recruiting process now, you you look for that. Um, I think every coach in America is looking for a player that, that has uh, a lot of versatility in, in the style and in the way in which we like to play and to be able to possess the ball and keep it. There has to be a lot of movement in and around and, and off the ball. And um, our players have to have uh, a soccer – they have to be soccer-minded um, to play in our program. And I think um, that's what you're seeing when you, you have soccer minded uh, young players that, that do have the versatility to step in different positions and still bring their quality, right. Still bring their, their, their level to each and every position. Um, you named um, Mackenzie McFarland, uh, obviously it's a big ask, you know, Losing Cameron Brooks, who was having a tremendous season, who is uh, looking uh, to go to the next level, already on the mend um, and up and up and moving around and rehabbing already. So excited to help her get to the next level in any any way we possibly can. Um, and then Ashlyn's just been a utility player for us um, since the moment she stepped onto campus, and a wonderful soccer-minded young lady that just absolutely loves the game. Jilly Shimkin, uh, we've talked to you and I have talked about this before. Filling the, filling the boots of Julia Grosso is, uh, is no easy task and possibly, um, could, couldn't be done. And what I've said in the past is, uh, Jilly Shimkin played in the same role as Julia Grosso, uh, but brought her, her skill set, right? And, um, 
instead of replacing such a star player as Julia, I think Julie's brought her quality and she's added to our puzzle pieces and just, well, what a tremendous uh, soccer player, uh, just a footballer. She loves the game. She's always out doing extra touches um, and that, that uh, free kick, um, there's some movement created and the strike was perfect. And that's something that she's, She's worked on uh, numerous times throughout the course of uh, this season. Angela Kelly joining us, head coach at Texas. They'll take on Duke this Friday, next round of the NCAA tournament. 32 teams are left now. Uh, we'll have 16 after this weekend. Uh, it is in Durham, North Carolina. Again, reminding you the game is on the ACC Network Extra channel. So uh, that's where you're going to have to to find it. Uh, how about some thoughts on, on Duke and Robbie Church's squad, which, uh, like yours, has been a consistent uh, team in the NCAA? Oh, they're quality. Uh, they have, uh, from Michelle Cooper on down, uh, they've been uh, top quality uh, in the ACC and in this country. Um, they've been top 10 all season, I believe. Um, a ton of respect for Robbie. Um, and obviously, uh, Carla Overbeck, uh, has been someone as a player that, that, um, was a tremendous captain and someone that, that I looked up to when I was, when I was still playing the game. So, um, they're going to be extremely well organized. They're well coached. They're going to be hungry. Um, and, uh, and we have to match all of that, right? And we have to, we have to go in, um, ready to battle and, and, uh, with the utmost respect for our opponent. Robbie Church and Duke uh, got past Radford. I believe that game was 4-0 in that one. Michelle Cooper, who, who's one to keep an eye on, had two goals uh, in that game. You speak of the possession game. Your team's wonderful at it. Uh, I just marvel at, at you know, the college game now, the confidence on the ball of defenders and things that we've seen elevated in recent years. How important is possession going to be down in Durham against Duke? Yeah, I think it always when you when you like to have the ball, it's it's something that that you want to try to establish early in um, early in the match, and uh, they want the ball too, right? Uh, so when you get into um, these uh, this round of thirty two and and in the future rounds, I think everybody's going to want the ball. In order to score a goal, you need the ball in most instances in the game, right? Unless there's a fluke uh, or a gift given to you somehow, but uh, you want the ball and um, it's, it's uh, not going to be easy to, to maintain a ton of possession against Duke, but we're, uh, we're certainly uh, going to look to continue to play our style. Angela, is there something about playing Duke with you being a four-time uh, NCAA college national championship winner at Carolina, is there something extra when it comes to Duke? Oh, I, you know, I think I've, uh, even when I played at, at North Carolina, I think it, it was a very much a respected rivalry and, um, lo- lots of years have passed and just being on this side of the ball, uh, as from a coaching perspective, um, there, there's a lot of, uh, of that rivalry and emotion. And I, and I now understand, um, that's for the fans, right? That's for the fan is short for fanatic. Uh, that's what gives the energy to, and we're so grateful for all the fans. Um, but similar to, to, to our last match versus Texas A&M, that was a, that was a match we went into with a ton of respect for our opponent. And I think the fans love to, to build it up, right? And, and the social media. And, um, for me, um, yeah, I think it's just a, it's a match where I just really respect the opponent. And you got to be 
pretty excited and happy. Like we just went and talked through Ashlyn Miller and Julie Shimkin and others that that step up. Uh, I would think that if if teams overemphasize trying to control Trinity Byers and Lexi Misimo, you feel as though you've got a lot of other weapons that can that can hurt an opponent. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, starting six sophomores, I've said this to you earlier in the season as well, six sophomores, and uh, now it's it's uh, uh, three super seniors and, and, and a little mix of whoever the next four are comprised of. Uh, so it's a, it's a, it's an experienced, young, yet mature team. And you and I have spoke about that earlier in the season and, and they've just continued to get better. Um, I think everybody's really, their, their roles are very defined. They, they, they understand exactly uh, what the expectations are as soon as they step into, uh, into every match, regardless of the opponent. And I, I think that gives them some clarity. It gives, it gives them confidence. And it allows us to to continue to play the way we like to play. Well, Angela, as always, we thank you, first of all, uh, very much for all the access this year, both on TV and radio. Also, a big congratulations to you, Coach of the Year in Big 12. You guys uh, undefeated there. Uh, Remarkable body of work. But now it's all about Duke, and uh, we wish you the best of luck against Duke on, on Friday in the next round of the NCAA tournament. Well, Glenn, you know how much I appreciate you. You're, you're the consummate professional. I think you're one of the best, um, in the business at, at what you're currently doing and, uh, just really appreciate all that you do for the game. Well, I'll be tuning in to the ACC network this Friday, Angela. Go get them. Best of luck and, and good luck to the entire team. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. That's Angela Kelly again. Uh, that's against Duke. It's 32 teams left. They come off a wonderful win against Texas A&M three to one. Uh, in that game, it was Jilly Shimkin, Trinity Byers, and Ashlyn Miller. Um, and they will go on Thursday. Excuse me. Uh, they'll leave Wednesday, Thursday train, Friday, 530 match again. It is Texas against Duke, ACC Network Extra. All right. Uh, that does it tonight for Soccer Matters here on the Horn in Austin, Texas. Uh, DaspitLawAustin.com. Go over there. They are the personal injury attorneys that are getting this show on the air. 512-865-6710. 512-865-6710. They're bilingual. Car, boat, motorcycle accident. Anything that occurs, they will work for you 24-7 nights and weekends. And look, nobody wants to get in an accident. But if these things happen, you do need representation. It is DaspitLawAustin.com. John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. You can get the podcast of this show at hornfm.com. Big thank you to the Horn in Austin, Texas, for uh, believing in the sport of soccer, uh, both at the college level, the professional level, and with the upcoming World Cup. So keep coming back, listening to the show, and give the uh, podcast uh, some downloads for us. It means a lot. Lamontbrands.com. Get your Soccer Matters t-shirt there. We have a couple shades of green as well. And until next week, I'm Glenn Davis. Thanks for tuning in to Soccer Matters.